Hey, what's up, everybody? What's up? Welcome to episode 27 of Outspoken. Why did I say 27 like that? I don't know what that was. My apologies. But hey, what's up? I'm excited for today. So I have two main subjects here for you, but I I don't know which one I want to do first, and I really wish you could pick. So we're going to pretend that you're picking today. Would you rather me review a cringy rap song first or review a tiktok page that gives awful dating advice it's like another it's like an alpha male page and his advice is just really bad so i'm gonna pretend that i can hear you oh oh what's that oh you said neither oh well okay well i guess that wraps up this week's video so i'll see you all next week no but for real i think i heard you say review the rap song first so that's what i'll be doing first today so here we go okay if you don't remember I did an episode on this guy named Tom McDonald, and he's a rapper, and he is, I think he's Canadian? I forget, I really, I just don't want to look it up, but I don't even, I think he's Canadian. Um, And he makes music, <laughs> I can't even just, I can't even talk about him without laughing. I'm going to be honest with you, I totally lost my train of concentration there. That's not how this phrase goes. My train of thought, my train of thought, that's what I lost. Um... Anyways, what I was trying to say is Tom McDonald makes really cringy rap songs and he'll sing about how mad he is that uh, that trans people exist or Black Lives Matter exists or or like Snowflakes, which is actually the song that I'm reviewing today. Yeah, he wrote a song called Snowflakes. So that kind of gives you a little bit of a preview of how this guy kind of works. So a lot of people like to listen to his music and they're like, yo, like this makes sense. And uh, I agree with this dude wholeheartedly. But in reality, it's just recycled garbage. All of his songs kind of surround the same topics. And it's always kind of like, woe is me. Anyways, Tom McDonald writes music for privileged people who don't know anything about anything, essentially. Uh, politics, social issues. It's like a very, it's like people who listen to him have a very surface level knowledge of, of, um, society. Is that the word? The world as a whole? I don't fucking know. Whatever. I just, I just, I'm going to read the lyrics to you today. Okay. Oh yeah. Not to mention in the music video of this song, Snowflake, when he talks about trans people. Um, he actually has a trans guest come on and read those lyrics, you know, because it makes it a lot more justified. Like, I'm going to throw this trans person in my video uh, just so people can't call me transphobic. So F all you guys. Look at this. I got a trans person in the music video. Will you guys ever guess who it is? I'll save you the. is? I'll save you it for later if you haven't seen the video. <clears throat> you will be so shocked. So shocked. All right, unfortunately, I'm going to have to read the lyrics because if I play them, we'll get copyright. So, uh, I mean, there's nothing wrong with having me rap a little bit, right? I'm sure that'll make your day. So the song starts out like this. If you lie to the government, they'll put you in prison. But when they lie to all of us, it's called being a politician. Which is actually, you know, the first line is kind of a banger. Uh, but then it goes all downhill from there. Now here we go into the, my favorite line of the song. He says... Trigger warnings used to be on TV for seizures, and now they're everywhere to protect millennials' feelings. He, she, his, him, hers, them, they. Screw a pronoun because everyone's a R word these days. 
I'm, he is 30 years old. I'm sorry, okay? I'm not far off from that age. And I just, okay, well, all right. If he's 30 years old, then he's a millennial also. Like, I feel like he was supposed to be talking about Gen Z. You know how everyone makes the jokes about Gen Z and how sensitive they are. Why is he, isn't, wouldn't he be a millennial? When, when does millennial start? I have to look it up. So millennial, 1981. Tom, you're millennial. So this line right here is when he has the trans guest come on to read the line. And our trans guest to read this beautiful, well put together sentence that totally rhymes. You know, seizures rhymes with feelings. We had the one and only Blair White read it, which I thought was funny. Uh, it was just funny because I, I initially watched the video at first. Because I was like, oh, he has a new song out and it's called Snowflakes. This is going to be so funny. And I was watching it and then like Blair White showed up and I was like, oh, well, I, I mean, it makes sense. But I was just, I started, I was, I couldn't stop laughing. I actually didn't listen after that point. Because it was just, it was just what I needed for the day. It was the laugh that I needed for the day. So, oh, and also I'm pretty sure that trigger warnings have been used for more than just flashing lights like when it comes to a show or a movie they also usually have descriptions uh in movies and stuff that say like it contains gore or uh sex or violence or whatever right like there's always warnings for certain things before you watch something uh because it it could be something traumatic like if it's something really traumatic i'm pretty sure they put a trigger warning in it and i'm a little confused because trigger warnings are everywhere now like to protect trans people's feelings like what like a like a family restroom at a mall oh one more thing he is right screw pronouns who needs them yeah because who needs them right it wouldn't ruin sentences or anything y'all are so fake oh no the forecast said that there'd be snowflakes whoa oh you can't make us see it your way. No way. Gasoline and propane. More flames. Oh no. No more snowflakes. I have to listen to the way that he reads that because I, I couldn't read that. I just, how can you unironically make a song about people being snowflakes? Like, I really feel like that's the most snowflake thing to do is make a song about it because it's hurt. It's bothering you. And you say that snowflakes are sensitive, they get bothered easily, but then you get bothered easily. And then you make a song about it, right? It makes sense. Okay, next line says, Empowering women used to be different than this before. The role models got OnlyFans or dance on a stripper pole. He's got a point though. The way they empowered women back in the day was by telling them to stay at home and cook and have no job, clean, whatever. Now they tell them to do whatever they want. And I guess that's bad. So... Uh, women, go back home. Start mopping the floors. That's your empowerment. It's in the mop and in the floor, okay? Don't try to have your own job or make your own income. You don't deserve it. That's a joke. I'm joking. I'm, j I'm joking. The next line says, and this is the best, okay? The men playing women's sports get trophies for winning. Like, great. Let's celebrate a man for beating some women. The reason that I found this line so funny is because he had a trans woman in his video. 
but he just referred to trans women because you know the, the whole conversation about trans women in sports it's always the same thing like men shouldn't be in sports blah, blah blah that's what they always say so he doesn't even think like his trans guest is valid so that like that contradicts the whole thing if i went like if i was to be in a music video and the line said the women playing men's sports get trophies for winning like great let's celebrate a woman for beating some men i would be like i'm sorry but i'm not gonna be in your music video because you you think that i'm a woman yeah i wouldn't be in the music video because he would be calling me a woman he doesn't actually see me as a man he just sees me as a woman so i don't know it just kind of it was weird to me that like someone would ever agree to to those terms like he doesn't see you as a woman essentially I mean, he says it in his song, but he used you to make himself look better because he wanted to say those lines really bad. He needed a trans guest on that video, but all the power to you, my friend. All right, and here's how the song ends, okay? This one's the hardest of them all. You've really got to listen in here. We could all get along, but there's no stopping, A. Everybody's wrong, that's a real problem, A. They don't want to hear it, but they still talk in, A. Soon enough, we're running out of options, A. This ain't gonna end till it's in a coffin, A. We ain't gonna be friends till we try to squash it, A. I don't know how we can make amends or we drop it. Snowflakes melt when it's hot, kid. That was... That deserves a Grammy in itself, alright? All the words flow well together. Um, each ending with A, so it makes every line a lot easier to end and sound a little bit better in the song. And snowflakes do melt when it's hot, which is interesting because I, th I, I think I'd be considered a snowflake, but, um, it was 90 degrees the other day and I didn't melt. So, and I'm still here, but, uh, yeah, that is how the song ended. Um, so I would rate this song out of 10, definitely definitely a nine so good such a good song um, i'm just kidding negative one would be my correct answer so what he ended up doing afterwards 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 <laughs> what the fuck he went on twitter and then he made a little tiktok styled video here and i'll read you the captions do you guys remember the old youtube videos where people would do skits and it would be like what the shy boy says what the bad boy says what the good boy says or something. So basically it's the same thing right here. So he does, so he tweeted and he said, the snowflakes video has the internet in their feels. Watch and try not to cry. And it's, again, it's a short clip. So the first impression is 90s kids watching my new video. Yo, this is so dope, love it. So first of all, 90s kids aren't kids anymore. You're all old, all right, you're all 20 plus. And um, I'm, I'm a 90s kid too. All of us old folks over here didn't think it was too dope. Then his next impression says, my generation watching my new video. And he's, he's I think he's 31 or something. So not too far off from, from 90s kids, right? It's kind of controversial, but I love it. Then his last impression says, today's generation watching my new video. And then he's wearing like a rainbow shirt with a rainbow necklace. He has his hair in buns and he's like crying. Because that's what all of you guys do. In today's generation, that's all you do, I guess. It's, it's racist. It's, it's sexist. I, uh, I don't know what it is. It's, mom, the internet's being mean to me. 
Yeah, so that's what it is. I think it's so weird. It's such a weird because if you're talking about today's generation, right? You're probably like you're talking about Gen Z or whatever, and most people in considered in today's generation is are teenagers. I guess I just don't really understand like making fun of teenagers for feeling emotions. And I'm not trying to be so serious, but I feel like everyone, when they get older, they always say, oh, today's generation is so stupid and annoying and sensitive. But it's like, you're a grown adult now and they're the teenagers. So like when you're a teenager, you feel a lot more. Like you're getting older, you're going through hormones and all of that stuff. And it's like, dude, every generation has said that about every generation. It's like the high school thing. Everyone hates the freshmen like they hate the new people. This is, it's been a repeating cycle for the last, I don't even know, 100 years probably. I don't know. I just, I think it's really weird. And I don't think that uh, you guys are sensitive. I think that people just don't find jokes that are bad funny anymore. I think the younger generation is realizing like, hey, making fun of a disabled person isn't funny. Uh, making f a racist joke or a sexist joke or a homophobic joke just isn't really funny to us. So we're done laughing at those things. Because um, I'm sure back then people didn't like those jokes either, but a majority did. I don't really know what happened. I just think people are growing as people, which is really cool, by the way, because there's plenty of jokes that you can make that aren't like sexist but what what do i know i'm boring and i'm no fun and i don't want to joke around all right now that tom mcdonald is out of the picture i want to share this guy who uh, his his dating tiktoks are no good they you got just listen Here's how to make somebody obsessed with you. And this is definitely classified as manipulation. So do not use this on somebody who's showing full interest and somebody who's pursuing you. Use this on somebody who's playing games with you. Have you ever noticed that if you are obsessed with somebody, usually it's because they are throwing mixed signals at you, basically where they're on and off with you and you don't know where they stand. One day they might send you a wink or a kissing emoji. They may brush up against you or even tell you that you look good. But the very next day they're the opposite. And this is exactly what you need to do. One day you act like they're your everything. Everything they do is perfect. You are so to them and you let them know that but the very next day go into ghost mode treat them as a friend take time with your replies the reason that this makes somebody crave you is that they get an emotional high when they know you're obsessed with them feeling wanted is one of these six human needs but when you turn off it will make them crave that attention again they'll start working harder to get it back so you become almost like a drug to them before they know it they're obsessed dude <laughs> that is the worst possible advice that you could give somebody that's like not only is that always manipulation, like that's always manipulation. If you're doing it on purpose to gain something for yourself, like you're, you are manipulating that person. It's not just could be classified. It, it is, you know that you're doing it. <laughs> like the goal here would be to play with that person's emotions as much as you can to get them to like you. You're, you're manipulating them into liking you. But <laughs> anyways, that's just, I, when I saw that, my jaw dropped and I was like, what? And I think it has like a million views or something. My number one piece of advice would be not do that ever. Don't ever do that. Um, it's not nice. I don't think it's the smartest thing to do. Just talk to them like a normal person. You don't have to manipulate them by making them feel a certain type of way. Uh... That's so weird, dude. <laughs>
I just I wanted to throw that on here just because it was so ridiculous. I feel like you guys would be like, "What the fuck?" And it really sucks because people will take this information and they will use it <laughs> like to try to get somebody. So uh, let's check out this one. Three hidden spots on a woman's body that will turn her on. These should not go without attention, especially if you're getting intimate. And some of these you would not expect. First is the ear, and especially the lobe. This is a very sensitive place for small kisses or light breaths like you're fogging a window. There are certain pleasure points hidden in the ear that if hit just right, it will send tingles down her spines. This dude just wants to tell us he has an ear fetish. They're <laughs> just joking. Uh, what if she's wearing like big hoop earrings? Do you think? Uh, can we still get away with it? Second is the back of the knee and the inside of the arm. This is because the back of the knee and the inside of the arms have more openings and more nerve endings. And when kissing, it will cause a rush of feeling they cannot control. So how exactly am I going to get to the back of her knee when I'm kissing her? Because I'm just, I'm thinking about this is taking place like in bed. You'd have to like, say, you'd have to be like, hey, let's pause for a second. And then you flip her around and you put her leg down and then you kiss the back of her knee. This is going to offend all the behind knee kissers. So just, I'm sorry. Just, well, I'm sorry. Lastly is the most important. It is this part of the neck. Even lions will bite the nape of the neck when mating. Lengthening and exposing the neck is a sign of attraction as well. There are so many nerve endings in the neck, which makes it extremely sensitive. So when you are kissing, move down the neck just to tease them on what's to come. Yeah, and the neck is just an obvious one. Um, that wasn't like bad dating advice. I just thought it was funny. The the <laughs> the back of the knee and the inside of the arm just really got me. It was, it was a good one. But he, here we go. Here's a, here's a another advice one i guess here are signs that she likes you and what to do if this is happening to you in a fantasy world girls would just tell you there is a very low chance of that actually happening instead they leave you very subtle signs i don't want you to be that guy who had the biggest crush on somebody in school but you were too scared to make a move then fast forward a decade you run into her and she says i actually had the biggest crush on you in school ouch but the first sign she's crushing on you is if she breaks personal space the more a girl becomes attracted to you the closer she gets unless you're in a loud environment then she kind of has to get close but if she does get close do not back away look at her left eye then her right eye and down to her lips this will tempt her into wanting to kiss you while you're looking into her eyes watch her pupils it has been studied that when somebody finds you attractive their pupils will dilate and lastly the biggest sign somebody likes you girls don't touch a guy they do not like if she hits your arm playfully say this gosh you can't keep your hands off me you might as well get it over with and kiss me already hold on why did his whole voice change on that part though he his voice was like up here hi how are you doing and then it was taught all, all the way down here he had to put on his alpha voice <laughs> to, to imitate the talking to the girl um i feel like that could be a way to make or break the relationship like friends play around with each other all the time right so what if you're <laughs> that would be so weird if you just like hit your friend as a joke and then they were like why don't you just kiss me then just kiss me if you want to hit me kiss me be like whoa wow i was just playing around i touch everyone so uh now this is awkward now you've made it awkward i don't know i feel like that's a very 50 50 one you gotta be careful with that one
Here's some tricks to stop being the nice guy. There's nothing wrong with being nice, but being too nice will never stimulate the feelings of attraction that you want. Nice guys tend to be afraid, so they constantly ask permission or ask for approval, and it never looks confident. For example, you're trying to get a girl out on a date. I was wondering if you wanted to go out later this week. Yeah, we definitely can. When are you free like this week? Friday or Saturday? Okay, awesome. What would you like to do? And then they get ghosted. As a man, you have to take the lead. Constantly asking questions subcommunicates that you do not trust yourself and you don't believe in your choices this kills attraction asking somebody where they want to go kills attraction okay well what do you suggest we do then instead do this hey what have you been up to and she gives you some detail do you go back and forth a couple times I saw this place that reminded me of you I was thinking we hit it up saturday night and she tells you she's free to go you set the date making suggestions shows others you have guts that you are not afraid to take the lead those are very rare traits that make you attractive okay am i the only person who sees nothing wrong with both of the replies like, you would go someone because they're asking you what days you're free and where you want to eat? You want them to say, nope, that's it. On Saturday at 8 p.m., I'm taking you to Red Lobster. I mean, hey, both are cool. I just, I feel like that really depends on the person, right? Like, some people love to be asked, are you free Friday or Saturday? Where would you like to go? Right? Some people love that. And other people like it the other way. And also, if somebody ghosts you for asking them where they want to go or like you didn't tell them where you're going and what day you're going i feel like that's just a person you wouldn't want to be with anyways do you guys want to learn the signs that you are not an alpha male because i got it right here here are some signs that you are not an alpha male there's no doubt that if you show alpha male characteristics then you will be lusted after by women and you will automatically command respect from others if you feel like you're average or you're somebody who wants better then take note of what i'm about to tell you in order to improve the quality of your life one sign that somebody is not alpha is that nobody respects him when he talks nobody pays attention when he's walking in the mall or really walking anywhere nobody even looks at him notice how girls act because girls pay attention to men they respect if you find that girls tend to notice you or listen to you when you're talking then chances are you're more alpha than you think one more key sign is your emotional self-control women are naturally attracted to strong men but not physically strong but mentally stronger for example if you're the guy that insults you and you become uncentered then you need to work on your mental strength men who are alpha they have an unbreakable frame if life isn't going the way they want they don't get mad and this shows huge mental strength so i feel like that just comes down to like if you're a good well-rounded person or not that doesn't mean that you're alpha, like if you're able to control your emotions. That just makes you well at handling emotions better than other people, I guess. I don't really, I don't know. The whole alpha and beta trope is just really funny to me. Here is a bulletproof method to escape the friend zone for men. This may get a little dark, but apply this method only if the following friend zone symptoms are occurring. She complains or talks about other guys to you. She tells you you're like a brother to her. If you try to make a move, then she says, I don't want to ruin what we have. She talks about her problems, but never flirts. You may think you're a very logical person, but here are some fundamentals to human attraction. If you miss these, you lose. We run on emotion. Never try to gain love with logical discussion. We have to arouse or change the mood of that person person to get what we want. Never talk about that which can be explained with emotion. Things like sex and kissing should be emotionally escalated. Never beg. Do not chat. Never put her on a pedestal. Humans are like cats. If you give them something, they get bored. But if you dangle it around them, they will chase you with curiosity. Invoke jealousy. Make girlfriends. Introduce them to her. If you want to be dark, make them tell her how charming you are. She tells you you've changed. You've escaped the friend zone. Dude, this, <laughs> this guy's tactics are just manipulation. <laughs> 
What? Make friends who are girls and then have them tell the girl you like that you're so all of this great stuff. If somebody doesn't like you and they haven't for a long time, you should just take your L and move on, my friend. It's just, it's... Ah, dude. Some of this advice is like, some of it can be good and some of it is just not, not good. Don't manipulate people. It's not nice. <laughs> somebody commented and said, I promise you the girl ain't gonna want you. If she doesn't want you, then she doesn't want you. Oh, that's basically what I said. Somebody else said, this is probably why she broke up with you. <laughs> and someone said, no, Kings, if she doesn't want you, don't settle with chasing. There's a girl out there who's gonna want to be with you if she doesn't want you. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, so that's a couple of the little clips I wanted to show you. Just that first initial one just really, really got me going. And it was, it was, uh, it was bad, man. So... I got, uh, is it three stories here? Uh, I think I think this is three stories. Yeah, so we've got three LGBTQ stories today. So let's read them and uh, let's see what happens. The story says, last year there was this guy that was obsessed with me being bi, Chris, and me having a bi best friend, Samantha. He always made jokes that we were going to get together and kiss. Samantha, being a total badass best friend, stood up to him and always told me to not let him steal my joy. Well, every time he told jokes that we were together out loud in front of the whole class, my boyfriend at the time got very scared and that led to him being controlling of me talking to my friends. And it didn't even matter the gender to him because I was bi. He always pushed away from the fact that I was bi. But when he let me literally talk to somebody, guy or girl, he would get very jealous and sad. He would always play the victim. And I see this now because my friends stopped me from becoming blind to his what he so called it, quote unquote, you're mine and nobody can have you act. That alone separated me from experiencing life. What I don't get is that why my now ex-boyfriend didn't do much to stop his best friend from hurting my confidence and my mental health. After the school year ended, I decided to get away from the negative people and change my mental state. So, okay, so from this story, uh, I guess the just some guy was obsessed with this person being bisexual and um, then eventually the boyfriend got mad about it. Which is like, I've seen posts like this too, about bi people, and they're always bullshit like, oh, oh, I won't date a bi girl, uh, because she she has like two times the chance, or oh, I won't date a bi guy, because he has two times the chance to cheat or whatever. Um, which doesn't make any sense, because if someone's gonna cheat on you, they're gonna do it regardless. Like, it doesn't matter if they're bisexual, gay, straight. Like, if someone's going to cheat on you, they're going to cheat on you doesn't matter if they're bisexual. You can still be straight and have as many options as a bisexual person. Like we don't come across every single person on the planet. So it's just like, and being bi doesn't automatically mean you're attracted to everybody that you see. I, I just, <laughs> I mean, anyways, that's not a good trait in any partner. So it's good that you got away from that. Okay, so this story says, I'm a fourth year college student who grew up in a sheltered religious family. So just recently, after living away from home for three years, did I fully let myself realize and accept myself as non-binary? This story happened last week. I was home with my parents after finals for a couple of weeks before my new rent in my college town began. I'd just come out to them less than a month earlier and they had taken it hard, so things were pretty tense and weird. But we were having conversations and I could sense my parents, especially my mom, were trying. I've been driving a hard line with them and pretty much everyone else in my life right now to use they, them pronouns for me, even though I think I'd be cool with any pronouns. This is something my parents have been struggling with. 
So anyway, the day before I left to move into my new place for summer, we celebrated my dad's birthday. My only sibling, who lives nearby, Jay, came over for it. All three of my siblings have been some of my biggest cheerleaders from the get-go. But before this moment, I got the sense Jay didn't quite know yet how to treat me or support me. It was late in the evening, we were all drinking a little bit of whiskey, and mom was telling Jay a story about me from a week ago. At one point, she stumbled over my pronouns, going, she, he, they, sorry. There was a single awkward pause. Then Jay said, D, all of the above. I absolutely lost it. Jay doesn't even fully know about my relationship to pronouns, but he nailed it. He also cut through all the tension of the moment and being able to crack a joke like he usually does, but comfortable enough for it to be about my identity and not in a hurtful way was so normalizing. I think part of the reason I laughed so hard was because I felt relieved. Like things are weird now with my family, but it's going to be okay. Not to mention it was just really funny. Uh, that was just a wholesome one I wanted to share with all of you because it was like an awkward moment but it was a good awkward moment, like something good came out of it. So this last story says, I go by they slash them pronouns, dress pretty andro and have short hair, but since I'm a biological female that's never taken any hormones, I'm quite obviously a girl. When I was walking out of an ice cream shop with my two siblings on our way to see the Demon Slayer movie, a group of identically dressed, obviously cis hetero boys said, hey, wanna see a video? I ignored them, but my older sister said, no thank you, in the sweetest voice. But when we were walking away, one of them yelled, bye, they slash them, and he and his friends laughed, which was probably directed at me, considering considering I was obviously a female dressed androgynously with short hair, and my siblings were also biological women, but both had long hair. The only reason I was taken back was because I was confused as to how they thought that was supposed to be an insult. Like, dude, you just called me by my preferred pronouns and pretty much said it's obvious that I'm non-binary. Yes. Yes, that's how it ends. And... Why, why, dude, I know, why would they think that's an insult? Like, you've just validated that person. This is just like, and people will do that. People will do that all the time. Yeah, I mean, that's just perfect. We might as well file this one under accidental allies. But um, there's there's nothing better than that, dude. So those are all the stories for today, by the way. If you want to send in any stories, you can send them to outspokensam at gmail.com. Uh, I might read yours. I do get a lot, so don't be sad if yours isn't in there. If you've submitted one a long time ago and it hasn't been read, you can always send it again. And uh, yeah, I love you all. Thank you all for listening to my podcast. I really appreciate it. Hope you like this episode, and I will see you next Wednesday with a new one. Bye. Grand Canyon University's RN to BSN online degree program makes earning your bachelor's in nursing possible. Balance online coursework with local in-person clinicals to position yourself for potential leadership opportunities in the time you have from wherever you are, leaving room for what matters. Achieve your goals with your personalized plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu.